Now, unless you've been under a rock for the last three weeks or haven't been listening to this show, you would have realised that the top end of town retirees or superannuation balances has certainly been a big talking point. But today there were changes and it was all about the age pension. It's going to be lifted by 3.7% for the half year, and that's half the current inflation rate, which is pretty standard. But I can almost guarantee that not every person on the age pension or couple will be happy with that small pay increase. Single age and disability pension recipients and carers will receive an extra $37.50 a fortnight for a maximum rate of $1,064, and couples combined $56.40 a fortnight to a maximum rate of $1,604. Now, this increase follows a 4% increase in the September quarter, with inflation affecting the price of groceries, petrol, energy, and other basics. Pensioners, well, could still be well and truly at their financial limits. 131873, if you are on the age pension and struggling simply to make ends meet at the moment, I want to hear from you. And does this increase today do anything to help you, especially when you're probably the ones who are spending more money on essentials. That's 131873. Ian Henschke is the Chief Advocate for National Seniors Australia, and he joins me this evening on Money News. Hi, Ian. Oh, hello, Scott. Yes, good to talk to you. Yes, uh, you're absolutely spot on the money with those figures, 3.7%. Uh, and if you look at that and you add the two figures together, you mentioned the figure before, it came to 77 over the last 12 months, effectively. And we heard the inflation rate the other day was 78 so it hasn't started to go down. It's probably just fractionally lower than what it was. But the real thing about the pension, and this is what people need to understand, is you haven't actually got an increase in reality. No. You have got a tread water looking back six months. That's right. You see? So, so, you know, when, when, you know I, I, one, one minister at one stage put out a statement saying, this is the biggest pension increase since whenever. And that's not the case. It's simply just adjusting for the cost of living and you are adjusting it for what happened over the past six months. So you, you now have to deal with the next six months. And that's why National Seniors, and I urge people to join our organisation because we are a voice of rationality in this uh, area because what we're saying is why couldn't you adjust the pension every three months so that people can keep up a little bit better? And that's what we've put in the federal budget submission this year. And we've actually said to the Treasurer, I had a meeting with the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, and I said, if you really want to help people cope with inflation, adjust the pension quarterly, not biannually. I can hear the passion in your voice, Ian. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are resonating with you because this this isn't enough. If the price of fruit and veg is up 10%, petrol is up 15%, electricity up 15%, and, and maybe coming into winter, there needs to be more support. The way that the government have got this mandate by doing two increases a year, and I know you said you want to push for four, is they look at the last 12 months inflation and then divide it by two. Like that, that's their, that's their number. But, yeah, 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 but, yeah. But, so they're looking at 7.4 was about the number, but that's about right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so are you saying today that based on the data, is that increase enough for the average age pensioner or couple? Well, it's kept them exactly where they were. Now, the av- there is no such thing as the average age pensioner because... When we look at the issue of pension poverty, we've got two groups of pensioners, and it's pretty evenly split, and you'll be very surprised when you hear what's actually going on because most people would never think about this. 80% of 80-year-olds in Australia own their own home. When you, yes. get down to pe- when you get down to pensioners, you're getting down to about 70%, right? Yes. So you've got 30% of people out there who don't own their own home. 
Yes. Now we've got 25% of pensioners have only the pension to live on. Now, if you don't own your own home and you've only got the pension to live on, you're in poverty because you haven't, you have not got sufficient money to meet the bills. No. Now, so this is why when people say the average pensioner, there are some pensioners who own their own home, and if they're a couple and they're living together, they'll be getting a bit over forty thousand dollars a year, and they own their own home. You might be able to get by on that. You know, a lot of people probably could without any superannuation. There are some that have got superannuation and a couple's pension, and they own their own home. Yes. They're the ones you often see on TV, you know, down the bowls club or going fishing in a boat or whatever, and, you know, they're probably having a moderately comfortable lifestyle. But we forget about the pensioners who are living in poverty, and they're the ones that don't own their own home. And it's not necessarily their fault. It can be through divorce. It can be through social circumstance. It can be through illness. It can be through a business that went broke that they tried, had a go and it didn't work out. It can be a whole range of things. But if you don't own your own home and you are living on your own and you are trying to live on $26,000 a year, it's pretty tough. And it's even worse for those people who are between 50 and, say, 65 who are not on the pension, who've lost their jobs. Yes. But, that, but that's why we're saying to the government, we need to have a review of the pension system and it should be done by an independent arbiter and both sides of politics should have a look at it, and they say, all right, we'll adjust it. Just the same as they've just made a slight adjustment recently, the government's taken that on, we're saying them, well, maybe you could, you could have a look at the pension and take that on. An independent tribunal sets the rate of the pension, and it takes into account things like rent. For example, if you lived in Sydney and you were trying to rent a one-bedroom flat, don't you think that would be slightly different than if you were trying to rent a one-bedroom flat in, let's just say... Ararat or, you know, I don't know, some Wagga. You know, I mean, the, 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 the difference in rent could be vastly different. And yet the same pensioner gets the same rent assistance in those well, two places. And, well, and, and other countries do it differently. In Canada, they give you a different rate of pension according to where you live because there might be different food costs, transport costs, electricity costs, rental costs, etc. You can do things differently. And the whole point of having a seniors organisation like National Seniors is to actually say to government, just because you've done something the same way for the last 50 years or 20 years doesn't mean you've got to keep doing it in the future. You might be able to do it better. Now, you could do it within the same budgetary framework, you know, because you can still do it. And how would you do that? Someone will say to me, how can you do that if you're going to spend more on the pension? Let the pensioners work. You knew I'd get around to that, Scott. Of course, you? of I mean, course. There's, there's and don't penalise them. There's 450,000 jobs in Australia. There's, there's a couple of million pensioners. Uh, if we had 25% of them working, like we do in New Zealand, you'd have 500,000 pensioners working. They'd be paying income tax. The government would be benefiting from it. The pensioner would win. The taxpayer would win. Everybody wins. The business owners would win. At the moment, we've got 450,000 jobs going vacant. We haven't got enough people to work. I, know. I mean, I don't know whether you saw it the other day, but they said they need people at the airport. I, you know, if, you, if anyone who's travelled recently will tell you that you get to the airport, you've got to, you've, you've got to wait. Uh, uh, why? Because they might only have two of those screening things open. If you had a couple of pensioners there who'd been trained, they could manage the screening technology down at the airport. You know, they stand on a rubber mat. They might do four-hour shifts, you know, four four-hour shifts during a week, earn 16 hours' work during the week, get paid 
$30 an hour, get 480 bucks. Pay your income tax on it. At the moment, earn more than 250 you lose 50 cents in the dollar. That's Why right. would you go down to the airport and take in, the job on? In the pension, 50 cents in the pension, not in the dollar. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, yeah I, so, and, and we've, got to, we've got to start thinking differently because Australia needs the workers. When we sent all those people home who were here because of COVID, they didn't come back. They haven't come back. Well, let's, all I can say to you, Ian, is that we understand your passion. You've made the cry out to people to join National Seniors Australia. You're the chief advocate there. I think you have a very, very sounding message that will resonate, as I said, with a lot of people, both pre-retirement and in retirement. I think you have a lot of common sense about your approach. Thank you so much, Ian, for joining me this evening well, on Money News. Well, thank you very much. And we'll talk around the budget time too and see what happens, because that's coming up shortly. Only in May, the budget's not far away. I oh, know, it's only eight weeks.